You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. For your winner, by split decision, he's still undefeated, and the new Yeah, I love the fact he forgot that he was undefeated. And <laughs> when he's like, it looked like, oh, I lost. Oh, hang on. No, I'm undefeated. It is so proud to be Australian. And even if you're not a yep. boxing fan, to see a young man like George Kambosis, and hello to everyone in the Shire from where he's from, uh, around the Guymere region, I'm led to believe that um, for him to go to America and suffer so many setbacks with this fight against the golden boy of boxing, Teofimo Lopez, who many thought is unbeatable. Yeah. And to do what he did yesterday on the big stage in the mecca of world boxing, Madison Square Garden, in the hometown of Teofimo Lopez, and come away with the victory he did, amazing. Amazing sporting accomplishment from an Aussie. Sats, just hearing you say that just gives me chills. And welcome to Sports Day, Monday night edition. Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Uh, Badge back next Monday. Thank God. Then I, I can go back to just doing bugger all again, which will be is my favourite position mm. on the show, not doing much, but welcome to it. You know that win on Sunday afternoon, and I had my Greek neighbours just going nuts across the road. I, I likened that win against the odds, big underdog. I, I reckon it's like uh, Australia 2 winning the America's Cup back in 81, wasn't it? 81, 82? 83? 83. Yeah, it was 83. 83 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I liken it to that. It was just one of those things you didn't expect. When you woke up Sunday morning, you did not think, other than George Cambosas himself, Do you know, I, I didn't expect you know, him to win. I, I love my boxing and yep. I, I follow a lot of boxing on a daily basis and I've watched his career really closely. And when he was fighting TFMR Lopez, I was sitting with some friends of mine yesterday and they said, what are we meant to expect? I said, oh, this Lopez is he's good. He's going to be a great boxer. And I said... Um, Cambosis is a chance, but if he gets through about the fourth, fifth round, I think he's done really well. Mm. And then to get to the fourth and fifth round and realise that he was winning the fight and knocked this great young boxer, who's only 24 years of age and had all the belts. He'd won all the belts. <laughs> all the belts you can have in the lightweight division, what they call the linear championship, the champion. Uh, it's just, it's an amazing story. And now we get the opportunity to hopefully one day see George Cambosis Jr., on Australian shores, defending a world title. We should talk to Grant Lee Keyser 
uh, one of the great boxing journos for the Daily Telegraph. He's going to join us soon on the show. We'll ask him whether that fight should happen in Australia or whether he should stay overseas. Uh, There's more money, obviously, in America, particularly around Vegas. But um, The the promoter, Eddie Hearn, who is starting to take over boxing, an English guy, uh, he wants to break into the Australian market. Does he? Yeah, he does. Mm. Okay. Well, that'd be interesting. We'll have a chat to him uh, real soon. And, uh, look, we might as well get your input on this. No matter where you're listening, uh, don't forget to send us through a text with um, where you are, who you're listening to, uh, like which radio station, or whether you're listening on an app or, or streaming. Love to hear from you. Uh, I want to know on 0457 736 736, the greatest Australian moment in sport, the upset. What the was upset. it? What Where Australia has taken on the world and come out victors. And the easy one, straight off the bat, is obviously our mate with the ice skating. Steve Bradbury. Steve Bradbury. Yeah. Forget that. Park that aside. Take us on a journey. What can you What, what can you remember? I'm going to say, I didn't, can't remember this because I wasn't alive, but I've read plenty of books on this. I'm going, to say, I'm going to say Lionel Rose going over to Japan to fight fighting Harada as a young man. Um grew up in the bush, didn't have all the resources to be a, uh, an athlete and to go over there and do what he did. He got off the plane and they had a ticker tape parade down the main street mm. and there, I think there was like 200,000 people. He thought the Beatles were in town. He didn't realise that for him. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing story. That's a great but story. There are so many great stories around uh, Debbie Flintoff King winning a gold medal in I think it was Los Angeles Olympics. Um, amazing performance. But yeah, where Australians have taken on the world. Dean Lucan. At the Olympics. Yeah. Was that Los Angeles? I think it was Los Angeles, yeah. 84. Uh, that was incredible. No one expected that, mm. you know. I, yeah, look, you've probably got some great stories you want to tell us. 0457 736 736. Uh, dangers on the text already. Good to see. Top of the day to yous. All what a fantastic fight on Sunday. All the fights were good. Thanks, yeah, Danger. Yeah, you love that. You watch all the undercards, don't you, Sats? Yeah, I love it. That would have been a big day for you. The Japanese are taking over in boxing. A lot are of they? world champions, yeah. Yeah. Uh, guests today, apart from Grantley Keyser, uh, Chris Nelson, Joel and Fletch will join us as well. The Kia Top 7, uh, no doubt uh, George Cambosis um, Jr. will feature in that. Mate, I'm feeling You're a little un- bit off, aren't you? Because you're feeling, feeling a bit queasy, I'm aren't feeling you? I'm feeling I've had three weeks of daughter, then daughter, and now wife being sick. Mm. And I thought, this is beauty. And she's put the Great Wall of China up. Yep. Between me and her on her side of the bed and my side that's of the bed. Just, that's just a normal night for you with the pillows in between you. It's and got your nothing wife. to do with the flu. Yeah, but she's now standing him on end. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I got to if I if I want to give her a kiss, build the wall. I, I got to climb over, and I, I can't do that. I'll do a hammy. So I, I just yeah, she's actually built a wall so I don't get any of her germs. But guess what? What it's starting to hit me. So I thought I'd just have a, a soup today. Not good soup. Uh, I don't care what. Time of the year it is. Soup is always great. And I reckon you can almost soup anything. Do you eat soup or drink soup? Both. Well, today I did both because I had a chicken noodle soup. How, was it chicken? No, chicken and corn. How mm. good is chicken and yeah, corn soup? Mm. The Chinese know how to make a soup. This was unbelievable. My, my favourite soup. What? Seafood chowder. Oh, yeah. The best seafood chowder in the world, San Francisco, down by the water. They serve it in a crusted bun. Mm. What? You know, Oprah, you've been there. They cut the top, they get this bun, they cut the top of it, pull the bread out, pour the chowder in. So you eat the chowder and then you eat the bun. Yeah, you've won me. 
It's the best thing ever. Pea and ham's good. Oh, it's good. If you've got a good, good ham hock. Yeah. With a really good ham hock. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I, I, again, I, I'm a I'm a fan of good old-fashioned tomato. No. You don't like it? Yeah, horrible. 0457 736 736. Back me up here. What's the best soup? Tomato soup's horrible. Why is it horrible? Oh, it's just boring. It's, oh, no. Please. You mm. can't go around calling anything boring. Hey, listen, and by the way, uh, let us know where you are listening because uh, we'll chuck into the draw uh, for a couple of BBL tickets as well. It kicks off December 5. 0457 736 736. We better get into this. Sports Day Sports Update. Yes. Get on the text line. Uh, Rabs is listening from Northwest Tassie. Thank you very much. Got on uh, your Rabs. Rabs. Great Aussie sporting moment. Now we're looking for the upsets on the back of Combosis. He says, or she says, Bunny's 2014 grand final. And that wasn't an upset, now was it? That we're all round <laughs> this bloke can sing. Now that wasn't an upset, was it, were you? Because every South Sydney fan knew they were going to beat the Bulldogs that night. Well, we, we were hoped. I didn't think we would. But mm. the bull, but who finished minor premiers that year? Was it the Bulldogs? Couldn't tell you. I remember Gus Gould saying that was the easiest premiership year to win. No, there's, there's that, no that's, year. But that's what he said. That's what he said, not me. Mm. Because all the good teams got knocked out and was left to the rabbit eyes. I was like, what? Mm. Uh, 0457 736 736. Keep those texts coming through. Sports update for New Farm. Australian through and through. What next then uh, for Cambosis? Could there be a rematch with uh, Lopez after these comments post-fights? Hell of a fighter, but I won tonight, man. Everybody know that. The referee raised my hand. I won tonight. I don't care what anybody says, yo. I won tonight. Hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I've been here. I've done that. I want to thank God. I want to thank everybody that came out tonight. Look, I ain't no sore loser. I take my wins like I take my losses. At the end of the day, man, I'm a true champion. I came out here. I did what I had to do. And I went out there and I did my best. Yo, I don't care what anybody says, man. I am as real as they come. And watch, this is the takeover, man. We don't stop. We keep coming. I score it, well, 11, uh, 10 2. You believed you won 10 of the 12 rounds? Yes, I did. George? Listen, you gotta move up, bro, because <laughs> you're a bit delusional, brother, alright? <laughs> Listen, I got the belts, I won the fight, I won it clean and clear. Look at your face, but you know what? I give you respect, I came here, I gave you the, the respect in the ring, and I won the fight, I got the belts, take a look at champ, move on. We do it again in Australia, 80,000 people, me and you, brother. What a war we'll have in Australia, let's do it again. His own fans in Madison Square Garden. Now, he's from Brooklyn, TFMO Lopez. His own fans were booing him in I the know. end. He won the crowd over, uh, George Cambosis. Yeah, there is no clause in the contract that says there's a rematch, and I don't think he deserves a rematch, to be quite honest. So Cambosis has the opportunity now that he has all the belts that he can move on to whoever he wants. Um, there's a fight this weekend, and I think he'll fight the winner of that. Um, as I said earlier on, Eddie Hearn wants to try and break into the Australian market, and... Because uh, I think he sees potential world champions down the track. Mm. Uh, one of those being Tim Zhu and there's young Liam Paro that's fighting in America in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Maloney twins are always up up and around there as well. So it's interesting you say around George Combosis. Uh, Brad from Sunshine Coast, he's streaming me on the app. Thanks, Brad. Hi, guys. So proud of George Cambosis. I've also followed his career and he did the smart thing. He hasn't been fighting too much in the past four years. But he's been in America sparring with some top-tier fighters. Hats off to the trainers, managers, sponsors. It's a lesson to Aussie fighters that you need to get overseas ASAP. And that's been the advice with Tim Zhu. Mm. Stop worrying about fighting the 
the guys are doing here locally. He's built his brand big enough now where he needs to go and perch himself in America. And He's got to go and take that risk, doesn't he, Sats? He does, yeah. He does. And and do you think he will? He absolutely will. It's where the money is. I mean, for him, it's not about money. It's about belts. Mm. But in saying that, um, he's got to go to America to fight the really good fighters. There's a really good boxer for Australia called Robbie Peden years ago. And Brad from Sunshine Coast, if he's a boxing fan, he might know what I'm talking about. Robbie Peden was a really good fighter for Australia. He, went to, he just went and lived in America and just fought all the Mexicans and all the Americans and won a world title. And, mm. and everyone in Australia didn't really know who he was. But there's this kid that just perched himself in America and backed himself. And I think sometimes our fighters hang around a little bit too long. So, um, Do you want to get Glenn's uh, fake texts and texts out of the way early so this we can just get it done? There's one here. Uh, G'day, Sats, Woogie, and Badge, if you are listening. Badge is not listening. You don't think he's listening? No. He would be. Whilst Glenn may have been wrong, that's Glenn, the reality Show King from Newcastle, yeah, yep. King from Newcastle predicting Jamie Lee to win Brooks Hart in the best ever Bachelorette. He did say that if her car got to the altar before David's, that all bets are off. So remember that. Cheers, Leon Allison. No, it's Leon Allison. Slash not. slash Glenn. He's now got a burner phone. <laughs> you know that, don't you? Mm. Hey, talk about great sporting upsets. That's a great text here. Can you see that? Simo from Griffith. Yeah, I loved Adam Scott's win in the playoff of the Masters in 2013. Absolutely. My favourite of all time. It was great. And a great way to celebrate as well. Yeah. And, and my favourite bit of commentary as well. Adam Scott. You know, it just, it rings. I just love it. And you know when we were in COVID. Was the commentator from a, a ranch in Texas, was he? <laughs> yeah, he was. He, uh, all right, mate. I'm not well. Come on. He's up. Hey, um, I, I loved um, when we were in COVID uh, and the Masters was meant to be on. It was delayed. Remember that? Yep. They actually, on KO, I think at the time, they had all the Masters from several years. Yep. And, mate, I watched that final round of the 2013 Adam Scott and he's just coming home. It was just building. It was mm. oh mate, it was so good to watch. Yeah, it was. It was, it was great. outstanding. Uh, hey fellas, this is uh, Cheers Nick from the Goldie listening on the SEN app while at work. Uh, Wallabies versus the All Blacks, two thousand and one World Cup. Aussie scored a late try to win the game. Always been always been great finishes. There's been a Jonah Lomu late try. Totu Kefu, Totu Kefu scored a, a late match winning try in the Bledisloe that- underneath the goalposts. That was the game where um, George Gregan made that try-saving tackle on the corner too, wasn't it? I'm not quite sure. I think it was. No. I think it was. Mm. I don't, I'm not 100% sure on that. Hey, can we get to the big news of the day? I want to get your thoughts around yep. this. The Hectic Cheese, Brandon Smith, uh, was on a podcast uh, over the weekend and um, cheesy waxed lyrical about the Roosters. And uh, look, uh, Do we want to play the audio? Everyone's heard it, right? Uh, a lot it, of people haven't. Oh, okay. Well, I'll play a bit of it because it goes on. They have genuine love for like the team and the players. Like I went in golf with Jared, Orbo and um, Friendy and Nick Pilatus was just ringing them. You know, he's over in LA on a business trip at the moment. He's ringing them up just to see how they are. And mm. and like he just, they spoke with so much passion about the club and it's sort of like, because the administration is so like tight with the like, like rugby league stuff and all that. It's weird for me because we're not like that at the storm. We're not so. I don't. It's think, very separate. Yeah, it's very like Ouch. footy department versus commercial department. But it's not that hostile. But like they, when I was talking to them, it's like bro, they're like one. Like they're one entity. Like they're just mm. crazy and you know the, the stuff they can do for you. And and I think the the best thing about the Roosters is 
bro, they're about your life, not your footy. Like you're like they want you to be set for life. Yeah, they don't want. I've had enough. Um, I, I, I'd have enough also if I was the Melbourne Storm. Now the whole podcast, he does wax lyrical about how great Melbourne have been for him also, but some of the comments around how the Roosters organisational staff are so much closer than the Melbourne Storm staff. Disrespectful. Absolutely. That is, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 was, I felt like crying when they are talking about winning and he wants to win a, a premiership in the, in the Roosters jersey. Not cool. Not cool when you're employed by another club. Still got a year to Still go. Still got a year yeah. to go. So I don't know whether he's trying to channel himself to being a, getting an early, early release. I don't think he is. I just think he's in a relaxed environment and he does, doesn't realise the extent and the, I suppose the, the platforms that some of these podcasts can be listened, but listened to. He did, to put it into context, he did talk about all the clubs he went and visited. Uh, he spoke very highly about the Titans as well. And he, he said the Titans have won mum over uh, because she sees herself as an auntie. She ran into Tino with his kids and mm. sees herself as an auntie. He, he, he then I mean, went, and that wouldn't have been set up. Oh, no. <laughs> like Nick but ringing no, no, Orbo no. and yeah, that wouldn't have been a set up. And... and and the Roosters coach bringing out the good red and making the good pizzas at home. That's not. That's just a normal night. Yeah. Well, it probably is. Tuesday night. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But the thing is, though, uh, he did say a lot of positives around Melbourne as he well. Did. He did. And, and I'm going to – I'm probably the only one coming out and defending – I think some of the things he said there, he went too far about the Roosters and the love of the Roosters and how good it is and he's still employed and all that sort of stuff. But I actually – apart from him saying what he said – I actually find it refreshing that finally players are now coming out and starting to say what they mean rather than being told what to say. Even if it's disrespectful? No, not the disrespectful bits. No, I, I, I get that. So so you're talking about he was open about he his He was process, open and honest. About the process, about going to the about Titans. going and... to all the different clubs. And I, I actually did like that because it gave me, a footy fan, an insight into what's going on in his world. And I, and I hope the criticism he's copying today or any player hearing that and hearing the criticism, I hope that doesn't stop them from doing future things like that because, I mean, you've got to choose carefully what you say. Well, it's how you say it. It's how you say it. It's, it's how you say right. it. And, again, it comes with maturity. And if he would have come out and said, oh, I loved everything the Roosters had to say, what yeah. a great organisation. I can yeah. see why they've been so successful. Reminds me of the Melbourne Storm. A lot of their work ethic, Absolutely. the way they look there after their players, yep. you know, they were very hard to knock back. But I'm just going to have to sit back and, yep. and see what's best for my rugby league. You've hit the nail on the head. Mm. And that's if he had approached it like that and still said everything else, that's fine. Absolutely fine. Because yep. no one begrudges you looking after yourself beyond your current contract, whether whoever that's with. No one begrudges you making a decent buck in the game. Yeah. You know, so... Mm. Uh, yeah, I just don't like the other side of the coin. So that's where we just get cookie-cutter answers from football players because they don't want to give anything away. So, yep. yeah, very interesting day today for Brandon Smith. Uh, there's a lot of stories around that he's going to uh, – chances are he's going to sign with uh, the Roosters straight away. Uh, I, I, You and I don't think there's no chance that the Melbourne Storm will let him go early. There's no, no chance. They'll realign him. They'll recalibrate him. Absolutely. Get your head back in the game. Yeah. Stop being a dickhead. Yeah. And – just realise that you've got a, a year to run at this club. We still want to keep you. We've offered you a three-year deal. You're going to give us the last right of refusal, which is which he has said to the Melbourne Storm. And when you start playing, opinions change in yep. relation to where you possibly could end up. But we're expecting some sort of decision in the next couple of weeks anyway. Good course. That's New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here 
in Australia, New Farm, Australian through and through. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Grant Lee Kieser is one of the great boxing journos in Australia. He joins us next to wrap up the Cambosis and Lopez fight from yesterday. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hell of a fighter, but I won tonight, man. Everybody know that. The referee raised my hand. I won tonight. I don't care what anybody says, yo. I won tonight. Hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I've been here. I've done that. I want to thank God. I want to thank everybody that came out tonight. Look, I ain't no sore loser. I take my wins like I take my losses. At the end of the day, man, I'm a true champion. I came out here. I did what I had to do. And I went out there and I did my best. Yo, I don't care what anybody says, man. I am as real as they come. And watch, this is the takeover, man. We don't stop. We keep coming. I score it, well, 11, uh, 10 2. You believed you won 10 of the 12 rounds? Yes, I did. George? Listen, you gotta move up, bro, because <laughs> you're a bit delusional, brother. All right, listen, I got the belts, I won the fight, I won it clean and clear. Look at your face, but you know what? I give you respect, I came here, I gave you the, the respect in the ring, and I won the fight. I got the belts, take a look at champ, move on. We do it again in Australia, 80,000 people, me and you, brother. What a war we'll have in Australia. Let's do it again. How's that, though, being supported by your opposition <laughs> boxers' home crowd in the end? That was Lopez and, of course, uh, George Cambosis uh, having a chat after the fight yesterday. A lot to unpack with uh, Lopez's um, comments there, Sats. And let's bring in one of the best in the business, Grant Lee Giza, uh, author and journalist for the Daily Telegraph, written some great books as well. Grant Lee, welcome to Sports Day, mate. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it was a tremendous performance by... George Cambosis, he, uh, he didn't get a, a great deal of love from uh, Australia before the fight, uh, but he certainly uh, he certainly won the country over with that performance. It has to be one of the very best ever boxing performances by an Australian of all time. It was just brilliant. To, to go over there to Madison Square Garden, uh, the mecca of boxing, and to beat a really good champion in, in Lopez, who'd just come off a win over Vasily Lomachenko, who was regarded almost as a superman, and for uh, Cambosis to do the job on him like that, drop him and then out-tough him in the last couple of rounds, it was just a magnificent performance. Uh, is he delusional, Lopez, uh, thinking that he won oh, the fight 10-2? Yeah, 10 yeah well, I mean, you know, all Cambosis had to say was, mate, look at your head. You know, <laughs> it was like he needed a face transplant. Like, his whole head was just, it was just a mess. It was just battered all over. And if you judge who, who won the fight by how they looked, I mean, Cambosis was heaps fresher. They both took a lot of punishment, but Cambosis was on top uh, from the time that he decked uh, Lopez in the, in the first round and he just kept applying pressure. The, the fight had some sort of similarities um, uh, with uh, Jeff Horn's win over Pacquiao in that Jeff Horn dominated early, fell into a bit of a, a tough spot um, uh, late in the fight and then came back to, to wrap it up. And that's what Cambosis pretty much did. He he fell into a bit of a hole late in the fight when when it looked like Lopez might surge it on and, and, and stop him. But then uh, he held tough and, and came on strong and, and he's the new world champ with all the belts. Fantastic. Now, Grantley, I've, I've always regarded you as one of the best boxing journalists in the world, not just in this country. And, oh, and to our listeners as well, yeah. they may not know that he was... You're also part of Johnny Lewis's crew back in the glory days of Australian boxing with you know, Harding and, oh, yeah, and Fennec well, and Lovemore and Adu and those those boxers. You just mentioned earlier on, as a historian of the sport, you said it's up yeah. there, or if not one of the greatest Australian performances. Where does it rank along the likes of Famishon and Lionel Rose and Jeff Harding? Why does it sit amongst those those achievements? Well, it's got to be it's, it's got to be right up there at the very very top. You know, uh, 
it's hard to say which is the best. I mean, Lionel Rose went to Tokyo and been fighting Harada only 20 years after World War Two. You know, before what would what you would have to say was a pretty hostile crowd in mm. Tokyo, 1968 against fighting Harada. And fighting Harada was a multiple weight world champion. You know, he'd been the flyweight champ and he was the bantamweight champ. And Lionel just took it to him. You know, there's hardly a hardly a friend of his in the in the whole big crowd there at the um, at the Budokan Hall. But Lionel Rose. Who only a few years earlier, believe it or not, had been sleeping on a dirt floor, you know, with a possum skin rug in, a, in an Aboriginal camp in, in country Victoria, goes over there and, and stuns the world. So that you can't take anything away from that performance. Back in the 1950s, Jimmy Carruthers went over to South Africa, uh, took on a very, very good champion. Victor Wheel had been champion for a long time, was undefeated, and Carruthers just came flying out of the gates and knocked him out in the first round. Uh, I think the punch score was. Carruthers threw 147 punches. Uh, Towheel threw one that missed. He was under that much fire. Uh, Carruthers just overwhelmed him and, and knocked out this very good champion in the first round at Grand Stadium in Johannesburg. And then, of course, you've got uh, Kostya going over to beat Zab Judah, who was a great, a great fighter. And Kostya nailed him in the second round, and Zab was sort of wondering, you know, which bus ran him over. And then you had. Uh, one that I was ringside for, I'm very lucky to be there with uh, Jeff Hitman Harding oh. when he beat Donis, uh, Dennis Andres mm. in uh, Atlantic City 1989 in a fight promoted, believe it or not, by a very shifty real estate developer called Donald Trump, 1989 <laughs> Atlantic City. Yeah, so there you go. So there's been some great ones. And of course, I was ringside when uh, uh, Jeff Horn beat Manny Pacquiao. That was uh, phenomenal. Now, to win phenomenal. on points, to win on points, Grant Lee, in the hometown of Lopez, New York, I mean, that was a big decision to get the point to get the points decision. Yeah. But but is it historically it's been laced with bad decisions by judges. Has this been a bit of a turning point, do you think? Um and puts a little bit more faith oh, back in the boxing? Yeah, I don't think you could I don't think you could argue with the decision. I mean there was there was some scares when when, when uh, one judge gave it very closely to Lopez but um I the, the, certainly the right decision prevailed. I mean boxing's one of those subjective things. You and I we could watch a fight, and I could say, oh, "I think that bloke won closely," and you could say, "No, I think the other bloke won close." You know, but this was a this was a pulsating fight all the way, and the right decision was rendered. I mean, if if Cambosis hadn't got it, it would have been a massive outcry. He did a, he did a great job. Now, I, and when he dropped him in the first round, he dropped Lopez in the first round. Did he get automatic respect from Lopez, or do you think Lopez his ego oh, got in the way much. leading into this fight? Uh, no, well, I think I think to some degree, just. Just, just watching it, I think maybe Lopez didn't realise just how quick Cambosis was. Cambosis hit him with a magnificent counter right hand in that first round to put him down. And as I was saying before, Lopez was coming off a win over Vasily Lomachenko, mm. who was regarded as almost like a freak in boxing, just an absolute genius. And Lopez terrified Lomachenko out of that fight. So I think he thought he was going to do the same thing to Cambosis. I think... He's a heavy hitter, Lopez, and I think he thought he was going to um, intimidate him and bully him. And when Cambosis landed that beautiful counter right hand late in the first round, I think it just shook up uh, Lopez's equilibrium like he couldn't believe. And from that moment, he was pretty much he was pretty much outgunned by Cambosis. Cambosis was just that little too quick for him, and I think uh, Lopez didn't realise just how fast and, and how uh, what, a, what a slick boxer Cambosis can be. Now, round ten, and you have to remember. Yeah. I was just going to say, you have to remember that going into this fight, in, in years gone past, Cambosis has actually sparred 
literally with hundreds of rounds with Pacquiao over in the Philippines, helping Pacquiao prepare for fights. So he picked up a lot of lot of slick tricks, and he showed those against Lopez. Yeah, I saw Manny Pacquiao sent out a uh, a very nice text as well. Round ten, he was floored by that big right from Lopez. Did you feel at that stage that he'd run the well dry, Cambosis, or do you think he was was able to find something extra? Well, I certainly was a, a bit of a a bit of a scary moment for, for anyone that's a fan of Cambosis because it looked, um, as I was saying earlier, it looked a little bit like Jeff Horn against Manny Pacquiao. That he put in so much into it, and then uh, the old the the, the 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 wily fox, the champion, was just sitting on him and waiting for him. And when uh, when Cambosis went down in the tenth round, certainly Lopez must have thought, well, I'll overpower him now. And for a little while, it looked like that. It looked like mm. Cambosis was very tired, very rattled. And it uh, looked like in the in the championship rounds, the champion was going to really put on a late surge. And he's, he evened the fight up a little bit there, uh, Lopez. But gee, full credit to Cambosis. He went back to the corner and uh, they gave him some good advice. And Cambosis came out. He, he, he came out and once again stamped his authority on the fight. And, and Lopez couldn't regain any sort of a lead. Cambosis was... Uh, was there to win the title and nothing was going to stop him. Yeah, the instructions coming from Lopez's dad in his corner were absolutely <laughs> atrocious. Now, how, how, much, how, how much has that done for Australian boxing? I mean, we're, we're in the verge of something pretty special with Australian boxing with so many world contenders. Yeah. How much has this done for Australian boxing, this win yesterday? Oh, it's, 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 ter- it's terrific. It's terrific for the reputation of the sport and the fact that the, the right uh, the right fighter got the right decision, that it wasn't a dud decision. Uh, and it was a it was a great um, thrilling battle between really two guys right at the top of their game. So it was a great advertisement for the fight game. It was uh, a tremendous performance by Cambosis. And, and that win, it, it, it in many ways harks back to uh, Jeff Harding against Andres. Just absolute guts. He was very, very much an underdog. But um, I think it just showed really great fighting qualities of the, of the Australian people and the Australian sports lover. And I, I think uh, George Cambosis will really be taking the heart of the Australian people now for t- that performance. To win all those belts, and for the listeners that don't understand, the linear champion means you just own every belt in that in that category and everyone else has got to come hunting you. Now, Cambosis yeah. and the ability to bring a world title fight to Australia, there's no rematch clause in the contract with Lopez, so he can choose who he wants to fight. Do you expect his fight to be in Australia or do you think he'll stay over in the U.S.? Well, the U.S. is traditionally where the big money is, and uh, uh, I have to say that George, even with this win, probably still isn't really a household name in, in Australia. I mean, Tim Zhu's been getting all the publicity, uh, an incredible amount of publicity that rightfully a lot of it should have gone to George Cambosis before before this big fight. So I don't know if George George is talking about fighting uh, before 80,000 people in Australia. I don't know if he could probably do that, but if... You know, maybe someone like Bob Arum, he's got Lomachenko, who is a, a, a huge name still. I mean, that'd be a great fight, Cambosis and Lomachenko. Maybe Arum, having seen what um, what Pacquiao and Jeff Horn did, the numbers they did filling up uh, Suncorp Stadium, they may be uh, interested in, in, in coming out and, and, and having a fight. I'd, I'd love to see it. It'd be a great thing for Australian boxing to have that sort of a huge fight in Australia again. Yeah, look, amazing. And as a person who who doesn't love their boxing as much as Sats does, I, I all of a sudden now have respect for the sport again after seeing that contest yesterday. It was brutal. Uh, the, the the quickness of those two boxes yesterday and, of course, the result yeah. in the end, I think it's out, it's outstanding. I'm excited again about boxing, and I reckon, Grantly, a lot of Aussies are today. Yeah, well, I hope so, because, as I say, it was a battle between two guys at the top of the game for the ultimate 
the ultimate prize. It wasn't Mickey Mouse titles or, or a paper titles. It was for all the footy players. And it was uh, it was uh, it was a great great performance by the, the hungry Aussie who, who said that he was going to shock the world. A lot of people thought he was just talking trash and that he'd get blown away, but he stuck to his guns and he, he did an awesome job. Now, Grantly, just as one got nothing to do with yesterday's fight, but um, I asked this question to Johnny Lewis, the famous trainer. You've known him for many, many years. I asked him this question once, and I want to get your your answer and see if it marries up to the same as his. If you put out great fighters, you had a lot to do with. Let's say you put Jeff Harding, Jeff Fennick, Costa Zoo, love more yep. to do. Let's put them all in a bar yep. and just shut the door, and everyone sits outside. <laughs> Who's the one boxer that walks out, Victor? <laughs> Well, pound for pound, it would have to be Jeff Fennick. And even without pound for pound, I'd still say Jeff. I mean, he was a freak. The things that he did, people, um, you know, it's, it's 35 years or so since his, his glory days. But, you know, with a handful of amateur fights, or a bit more than a handful, he had about 28 amateur fights thereabouts. He was competing on the world stage at the Olympics. And then as a professional, he just mowed everybody down. I mean, he didn't just win close decisions. He just destroyed. When he was, when he was at that peak period from the mid-80s to the early 90s, no one could stay with him. He was the best fighter, I think, yeah. in the world, pound for pound, and he was just absolutely brilliant. Well, Je- uh, Jeff- and he had a lot of mongrel in him, too. Yeah, well, Johnny Lewis uh, said the same thing. Johnny <laughs> said Jeff Fennick would walk out because he'd hit you with a pool, pool cue, he'd, he'd <laughs> eye gouge, he'd bite your ear off, he'd hit you with a chair, he'd do everything. <laughs> there wouldn't be a stool left in the bar. <laughs> oh, great chat. Oh, what a great chat. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time tonight on Sports Day. Grant Lee Keezer, uh, author and journalist for the Daily Telegraph. Uh, we love your, your stories and we love your books as well. Thanks for your time. And we can't wait for the next fight. Um, I guess the next one you're looking forward to is uh, Paul Gallon versus Darcy uh, Lussick. I mean, what a, what a sham. <laughs> Not quite the same input, but yeah. a lot of people will go along for the ride, I suppose. <laughs> Great, Lee. Yeah. Thanks for your time sure. on Sports Day. Absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Great chat with Grant Lee there on Sports Day. Nice work, Sats. Let's get to a break. This is Sports Day for the all-new redesigned Kia Sportage medium SUV. It's been unleashed. Find out more kia.com forward slash au. When we come back, the Kia Top 7. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Now on Sports Day, the big moments from a big weekend in sport. The Kia Top 7. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Yeah, Sats and Jace here for your Monday night. Let's get into our Kia Top 7 moments from the weekend in sports. Sats, kick it off with number seven. So much over the weekend, but uh, one we we're looking forward to was our uh, our Australian women's uh, soccer team up against the might of the USA, but unfortunately, USA too strong, 3-0. Lindsay Moran of the Portland Thorns in the 107th cap. And she scores despite the best efforts of Tegan Micah. Uh, number six, Sats. This bloke's got to be pushing for a spot to open the batting. I know he's a lefty and you don't like two lefties. I can't believe he hasn't been discussed at greater length well, he for is a number now. of years. Well, he is now. He's in the Australia A team. Matty Renshaw smashed his highest ODI score yesterday. Renshaw coming back for two. 150 on the board for Matty Renshaw. This acceleration since bringing up triple figures has been quite extraordinary. Can Britain speed 
He just commentates every sport. I think he just goes to every event <laughs> and goes, I'll take this. He's great. Number five in the Kia Top 7. What about this? 16-year-old from a little island in Scotland of about 350 people. He turns the big wave surfing world on its head. 16 years of age, Ben Larg rides the world's biggest wave of the year, 12 metres in a place just off Portugal called Nazar. Yeah, at 14, he apparently recorded the, a wave off uh, an island in off Ireland itself. It's at 14, 16, riding these. What's that? 12 meters. That's they measure it from the back of the wave, I think. So that's it's that's, ridiculous. That, that's we're changing the name of this subject to. Come on, that's ridiculous. So the face of it is anywhere up to say. about 30 odd, 40 odd foot. Number four, the Australian women's rugby sevens team had their revenge against Fiji after Fiji knocked them out of the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, The story was vastly different at the Dubai sevens over the weekend. They won 22 to seven. Well done, girls. Yeah, well done. Well done. Number three, and she's she's one of our cricketing legends, Beth Mooney. Well, her switch to the Scorchers has paid off after they clinched a WBBL title in front of a record crowd. The one-handed shot squirts out to the offside. It is celebration time for the Perth Scorchers because the captain, the first overseas captain to lead their team to a win and is the first win in the WBBL for the Perth Scorchers. They finished on top. They said they've gone against the trend and they are the WBBL 07 champions. Uh, Beth Mooney's also signed another uh, extension, I think another two years with the Scorchers as well. So number two, champion jockey Glenn Boss had his final ride on Saturday. Um, and he had it on Spanish Mission. This is how it went. Here's Spanish Mission about to make a line of three around the corner as they sprint up. 300 metres to go. It's Dr. Drill and Wentwood. Spanish Mission a length and a half away. Just needs to find, wants to lug in. Then Sound and Silent Sovereign. Dr. Drill looking to upset the party at the 200 metres. Sound is a threat. Dr. Drill led by a length. Now Sound coming out after it. Dr. Drill joined by Sound and Sound over the top won it from Dr. Drill. Three they go for third, Wentwood, Skelm or Spanish Mission, the dream in not to be for Glenn Boss, but we... Yeah, there you go, Bossy, not going out a winner. Number one from the weekend in sports. Well, it's all about George Ferocious Cambosis upsets the world with his win over Tiafomo Lopez. For your winner, by split decision, he's still undefeated. Now, uh, that is the Kia Top 7 for the all-new redesigned Kia Sportage medium SUV. Has been unleashed. Find out more at kia.com forward slash au. Chris Nelson joins us next. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Now on Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yeah, here he is. Uh, The man who seems to come second all the time. What was it, five seconds on Saturday, Chris? 
No, yesterday, Joe. Oh, yesterday. yesterday. Sun- oh, was this the Sunshine Coast, your home track? Yes, it was. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been going on for weeks into months now, and I'm really starting to get sick of it. So it's got to turn eventually, and when it does, Wait, look out. You're getting sick of it. What about the punters who follow your tips? Well, they wouldn't have any money left to be even worrying about how sick Gamble it is. Gamble responsibly. Probably weeks ago. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, Mind you, though, if you did a uh, if you did an all up on a place, you would have cleaned up. Yep. Then they'd run fourth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Good point. Or they'd all win, and you'd be just sitting there crying. All right. <laughs> now, mate, we missed a lot of races on Saturday. What's going to happen with those? Particularly a couple of big ones on the Goldie. Yeah, well, we missed out on the recognition stakes, uh, the listed race. We also the listed uh, Phillies and Mares race, the Eureka Stud. And we missed out on an important two-year-old race. Now, the recognition goes to the Doombin meeting on Wednesday. Uh, the Eureka Stud goes to the Doombin meeting on Saturday. And the two-year-old race goes to the Sunshine Coast next Friday night. However, looking at the forecast, Doombin on Wednesday, if this rain arrives that is forecast, then yeah. uh, it would be in some doubt. So we might be looking at another reschedule. Keep in mind, if they plough through Doombin on Wednesday, we've got to race there again on Saturday. So some interesting and tough decisions are coming up in the next day or so. So that's where those races are going at this stage uh, from last Saturday into this week. But we do have racing in other places this week. Uh, we have Townsville Thursday, Friday at Ipswich and the Sunny Coast. Now, we know at the sunny coast on Friday night, if it's rained out on the grass, it's based on the poly track again, mm. just as we did last Friday night. So that meeting will go ahead no matter what. Doombin Saturday, uh, Toowoomba Saturday afternoon, of course, and the Sunshine Coast next Sunday. So we just need to see what the weather does in the next 48 hours or so, Jay. Now, Christopher, I've got an idea for racing Queensland. Feel free to take this to the powers that be. Considering the amount of rain meant to get around southeast Queensland late Tuesday through Wednesday, the chances of horses running on a track on Wednesday at Doombin uh, are pretty low, as you mentioned. Can we put the yep. horses on pool ponies and they have like a pool pony race? Is, is this something that you think Racing Queensland could look at? Go ahead. No. Okay. How's that for a quick end? I, think, I just don't think it would happen. I think you've got more chance than building a roof over all the tracks. I've, I can see it, though, with a bit of zinc on their noses. The Tab Queensland, yes. and it'd be a proper summer racing carnival. It has arrived. Head to queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Uh, we'll have some more ideas for racing Queensland tomorrow. See you, mate. I'm going to jump on the phone now and claim that idea. Thanks, Chris. 0457 736 736. Don't try and be funny. You're not funny. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's get to your text messages, shall we? Uh, what do you got for us? That's on soups. The uh, best soups. Clam chowder from Pismo Beach, California. Lou from Nanango. Oh, uh, thanks, Lou. I like this one. Broccoli and ch- ch- chorizo is outstanding. <laughs> Listening on the app, chorizo. walking the hound. Broccoli and chorizo, I like that. Chorizo. Chorizo. Uh, Danger says pea and ham soup by yes. my wife, Robin, when it's made over three days. I wouldn't mind some of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be up there. Now, soon. this is the one I forgot about. My mm. mum makes a beautiful bowl of this potato, mm. leek, and bacon. Oh, yes. Outstanding. That's Katrina from Bathurst. Oh, thanks for your text. We'll get to more of them in just a moment. It's been a busy first hour on the show. This is Sports Day for the all new redesigned Kia Sportage Medium SUV. It's been unleashed. Find out more at kia.com forward slash au.
Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.